Welcome to the special I Still Can't Believe That Prince Is Gone edition of the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. I'm Jay. I'm the author of Maximize Your Medicare. You can find all the information you require about Medicare on my website, which is www.maximizeyourmedicare.com. The book's available in print and ebook format. You can also subscribe to the free Maximize Your Medicare newsletter right on the site. Today's podcast and all other podcasts are not the offer of any financial advice, nor are they the offer of any financial instrument, including but not limited to insurance. The views and opinions here on this podcast are not affiliated nor endorsed by any governmental agency. With all of those disclaimers out of the way, we begin in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. I've begun work on my second book, which is going to be called Medicare Mayhem, Confusion is a Team Effort. Basically, the premise to the book is pretty simple, which is that the average beneficiary is hit with a bunch of different sound bites, fragments, if you will, from different parties. That can be from a carrier, that can be from the mail or an advertisement, your doctor, the pharmacist, whoever except no one gives you the full, complete answer. And as a result of not giving you a full set of information, it is very difficult for you, a beneficiary, or whoever it might be, someone helping a beneficiary, whether it be a financial advisor or an adult-aged child, it's very difficult to piece these pieces together in some kind of coherent form and a coherent form being the requirement in order to make an informed decision. Anyhow, the structure of the book is going to be a bunch of anecdotes where we're going to take a, some simple situations and then point out where the confusion has occurred and the different layers. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, I need a very good starting point from which we can begin the rest of the book and point out all the different parties and all the different things that are going on in this very complicated soup. Of course, it didn't have to look very far, ask and ye shall receive. And sure enough, I met with my friend, Belle. Uh, that's not her real name. I'm going to protect the names of the innocent because she's going to get criticized uh, harshly very shortly. Anyway, so Belle is a young person in her t early to mid-20s. And for 2016, she decided to pass on health insurance. So she did not enroll in health insurance for 2016. This despite the fact that she has had back problems to the degree that she would have to stay home from work or take a heavy amount or a fair amount of over-the-counter painkillers, you know, the Tylenols of the world, in order to deal with that back pain. It's now the middle of April, middle to end of April, I should say. Tax season's over. She has ongoing back pain and realizes that she probably requires an MRI in order to diagnose what is actually the problem because prior diagnoses have not panned out to be correct and nothing seems to be helping the situation. So as a young person under the age of 26, 
it is entirely possible that she can be added to her parents' insurance matter because her small employer does not offer health insurance as part of an employee benefits package of any sort. That is not uncommon at all in this day and age. Many people will know this. So she calls her mother and father in this instance. Well, and then the problems begin. The Medicare eligible husband is not only working full time, but he is the owner of the small business and he pays for health insurance for he and his 58-year-old wife using a private plan. But this private plan comes through a professional affiliation or professional organization. He gets a private plan covering he and his wife. It is certainly the case that the premium for this Medicare-eligible man and his 58-year-old wife is over $2,000 a month. The 58-year-old wife alone is over $800 a month for herself. So back to my 23-year-old friend, Belle. She calls her mother, says, I need to get health insurance because I need to get this MRI to figure out what's going on with my bad back. From there... The mother calls the carrier. Well, of course, she cannot simply be added because the open enrollment period has closed, which it closed at the beginning of the year. So that's the kind of state of play at the current time. Now you can understand the conundrum, this very difficult situation that my friend Bell is in. She needs to have this MRI. It hurts her back badly to the degree that she cannot work at certain days. And extended amounts of time away from work may be very damaging to her future prospects at her job. So that's not the point of the Maximize Your Medicare podcast, of course. Uh, It's called Maximize Your Medicare, not Maximize Your 23-Year-Old Health Insurance. So what could or what could the 68-year-old Medicare-eligible father do? Well, reality is that the 68-year-old may have not been fully informed by the professional organization. That is slightly different than being misinformed or misled. How did this actually occur? It occurs because the professional association, and I use the word professional association very lightly, this organization markets itself to those individuals, but it is not anything other than an insurance agency. That's it. Further, it's an insurance agency that specializes only in group and individual without really an offer or expertise on Medicare matters. So based on where Belle and her parents live, here's what has ended up happening. And this continues to happen as we speak, as this podcast is posted. The parents pay $2,000 when the reality is is that the Medicare-eligible person could simply cancel the plan and go to 
a configuration as described in Maximize Your Medicare, whether that be Medicare. He's already enrolled in Medicare Part A and Part B because that's a requirement. Medigap or Medicare Advantage would range somewhere at the maximum of $200 a month in his location. The 58-year-old spouse could then claim a life-qualifying event, in which case she would be able to independently select a plan. Her acceptance is guaranteed as a result of the Affordable Care Act. At that same time, my 23-year-old friend, Belle, she can then be added to a brand new policy with the mother as the primary applicant. Problem solved in completion, period. That's it. The net price of all of this as an estimate to give you an idea is that the husband and wife and the new 23-year-old enrollee in in health insurance would be somewhere on the order of $1,200 a month as opposed to the $2,000 a month. The husband would be under a far superior set of facts and regulation and coverage. The mother would be covered. So if you hit rewind and listen to this scenario a couple of times, if you didn't get it the first time, you'll see the multiple problems. They're overpaying for worse coverage that they shouldn't have been paying. And if they had simply followed the suggestions that I have here, then you can easily see that they could both save money, add my friend Bell onto the policy, and away you go, and keep money on top of that. Now, you could say that there's an individual party to blame, there's a single party to blame, but reality is, and that is why my new book subtitle is going to be Confusion is a Team Effort, is that there are multiple layers of reasons, there are multiple parties involved in this situation, all of which are partially contributing to the situation. First of all, of course, uh, my friend Belle is not an innocent bystander here. She knew she had a back problem. She chose to not purchase health insurance because she believed that the health insurance she could afford was going to be too expensive and she would not be able to afford the copay and deductibles along with that. So as a result, she passed entirely. She didn't fundamentally understand that insurance, part of the reason you are paying for the premium is because you don't control the future and things can occur. And even if unlikely, that the cost of those unlikely events is so high that it may be worth the cost to pay for insurance. Anywho, we're not here to debate that, that for persons who are in their 50s and 60s understand that unlikely events can occur. But let's focus here first on the Medicare-eligible father who has tried to ask the question about whether or not the ability exists to add the daughter, Belle, to the policy. Well, of course, the answer is no, given this particular point in time, because she hasn't had a life-qualifying event to allow her to go on to the policy. In addition to that, this professional organization, which I now have revealed is nothing more than an insurance agency, has not informed this 
Medicare eligible man that he could switch even intra year to a Medicare can fully blown Medicare configuration, meaning Medicare, which he's already enrolled in, plus Medicare Advantage or Medigap. There wouldn't be a restriction from doing so since he has credible coverage from this $2,000 a month plan. He could make the change. There are certain restrictions. There are detailed to maximize your Medicare. They're not really the point of this podcast. The question, however, becomes why wasn't he told by the insurance agency? The fact of the matter is there are a couple of potential reasons. Well, there are many reasons, but let's just talk about a couple. First one is that the agent or agency did not know anything about Medicare. That is entirely possible because the agency or agent is dedicated to employer-sponsored plans. That, of course, is giving the agency or agent the full benefit of the doubt. If you want to be more skeptical and more pessimistic about it, then you could say that the agent or agency advisor, whoever, has intentionally not told the Medicare eligible person because that would mean some lost revenue. Now, I'm not here to settle which one of those it is. I don't know who the agent or who the person was that the 68-year-old Medicare-eligible man talked to. I'm not going to resolve it here on this podcast, certainly. Society will draw its own conclusions. There are regulations around this type of behavior for us to do so intentionally. So we could continue to go round and around without a resolution on it. That's not really the issue. The mother independently also called the the carrier, not the agency, to find out whether or not there was an alternative for her beloved daughter, Belle. The insurance carrier correctly told Belle's mother that she could not simply add Belle to the policy because Belle did not have a life-qualifying event and it was outside the annual enrollment period, the open enrollment period. Those are correct. Here comes however, so here we go. However, the issue is that since the mother didn't understand that the father could change to a Medicare configuration, the mother did not ask a complete question to the carrier. So since the mother didn't specify to the carrier hey, I'm under a policy, my husband's policy, he's going to Medicare, I want to buy an individual policy, can I simultaneously add my daughter? That question didn't go asked. As a result, the person who answered the mother answered correctly. No, you cannot, mother. No, Bell can't simply be added to a pre-existing policy. But that was not the situation in this case, all of which the mother is unaware because the father wasn't aware. Reality is, he could have gone to a Medicare configuration. The mother then elects a new plan. Sweet daughter Belle goes under the mother's plan. She's now accommodated. The mother is accommodated. The father is covered. They would save like I said, somewhere on the order of $800 a month 
even for three of them. $10,000 a year approximately is about correct given their location and ages. In other words, this could have been avoided from inception and further it could have been addressed after the fact. And there, of course, is the punchline to this entire explanation. The mother and the father, they're not pursuing this path at all. Now, I've known Bell for two years. So, and during that time, we've sat together for hours. And we've discussed this, that, and the other. We never really talked about Maximize Your Medicare or you know USA Today or any of this stuff. This podcast, for example, that one really wasn't the topic. But the reality is, is that, so I told Bell, look, you can just have your mother or your father come and ask me, takes a phone call. I will explain these steps. I will explain what I've explained here on the podcast, but... I can't lead, I can't make the horse drink, as the saying goes. I think there's a saying that, that, right? Anyway, so I can bring them to the right solution. I can bring them, I can show them the math of money to the solution and the path. I can show them why this occurred. Now, they're going to be mad when they find out that they've been overpaying this entire time for four years, by the way. That would be somewhere on the order of $30,000. So you can put yourself in my shoes here. I'm sitting here listening to this story. I know what the steps are to take. I'm sympathetic to the fact that Bell's mother and father don't have the full set of information. Bell has made an error in personal personal and financial judgment. All of that I'm somewhat sympathetic to. My sympathy ends there. Because candidly, Bell now knows that she knows someone with the full answer. And instead of Bell's parents calling me and asking me this set of questions, what do we get? Radio silence. So now you understand why I'm writing Medicare Mayhem. Because we've got all of these different layers. We've got original decision making. We've got an insurance agency which under the guise of a professional association. We have a carrier that we have the insurance carrier that Bell's mother called who answered the questions correctly. It would have been illegal for the insurance carrier to answer wrongly. There is recourse against the carrier. And then there's me, the observer, watching all these pieces move around understanding how it has occurred, giving a prescription, an answer, a solution to the situation, and then ultimately there's the individual, meaning Bell, Bell's mother, Bell's father, sitting there, not taking action. Now you could say to yourself after listening to this long-winded complicated story and its ramifications and the loss of $10,000 a year running, okay, well, that's tough rocks for them. It's their loss. They're the ones at losing the money. That's not all true either. That's also not the complete answer to that because what the most likely case is 
is that Bell ends up having to go to the doctor and somehow going into debt as a result. A debt that could have been reasonably unavoided. Or other effects can be that she simply avoids the medical attention that she requires. More on that. That is a, these are all topics for other podcasts on other dates. That's all I've got to say on this one on today's special. I can't believe that Prince is gone edition of the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. Be sure to go to the website, MaximizeYourMedicare.com. There's a newsletter sign up form there. It's free. You can unsubscribe. You can subscribe. Be sure to tell someone else that you know about this newsletter. I'm very, very certain that someone you know doesn't have the full information about Medicare, the most important component of everyone's retirement plan.